Harangity is my favorite player in the game. I will not call him what everybody else does. His name is Harangity, like Harangity. If you're desperate, take a look. I'm going to take, I don't give a rap ass from state. They are no big, so it doesn't matter. Come turn on time and make maybe one round, two, and they're out. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking. I mean, you know, ain't nobody else with the show right now. So it's just you and I, Rock. I, I, I just wondered. Um, I found out, you know, earlier, you know, hey. I don't know. I, maybe I shouldn't get into that. You know what? It's, it's every holiday. It's Memorial Day. It's Labor Day. It's Easter. It's Valentine's Day. You know, it's 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 those days that I think get the hell off the air because I want to go make dinner. Live from Dirty Water Studios, from right here in Beer City, USA, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You're listening to the Three Point Turn. Uh, it's really going to be all or nothing with this guy this week. Bad enough to run pick and roll with Blake Griffin. All right, can you guys hear me right now? I'm having a little f- trouble with the phone here, and I'm trying to figure this out. I'm sure that you guys can hear it over that, but I'm going to try and uh, make sure that that doesn't... Hello? <laughs> Getting a balloon on you. Open this here, wait. So you worked a full shift. So you worked a full shift. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> I don't understand the reference. The reference? There is no reference. Everybody loves blooming onions. I honestly don't know if I've ever been to an yeah, Outback Steakhouse. I, 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 I couldn't. All right, well, this is going to be really weird. Okay, so we've got finally got a mic. I can't hear myself in my ear, but that's fine. I got Jim on the phone, but the phone's not into there. So, Jim, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call you back right from the computer. Is that good with you? All right, give me just a minute to get this whole uh, shit show going. I'll be right back with you. All right, this is one of the best podcasts we've had so far. Um, I can't hear myself in my ear, so I don't know what the hell. Hello? Alright, hey Jim, is that you? <laughs> yeah, this is me. Alright, hey, this is Greg of Beer City Hoops, the three-point turn podcast. I have a brand new Bluetooth headset that I was trying to get into rotation tonight, and apparently uh, I need to do a little more research as to how to get that going. So I'm back here with the plugged-in mic, and I couldn't find the wire, which was hanging right in front of me. Uh, that's yeah, kind of that what this... The Bluetooth was killing it. Technology. Yeah, I didn't know it was I don't know what's going on there. I'm going to have to do a little bit, bit of research, talk to my guys over there at headsets.com. They set me up with two really good things, but uh, we've had some trouble in the past. And if you know about this show, you know it's usually user error. So I will uh, I'll still give it <laughs> up to my guy, Josh, over there at headsets.com. Uh, I just sat down just before we got you on the line here. And uh, once again, everybody, this is Jim from Grand Armory Brewing. He's a head brewer out there in Grand Haven. Earlier this week, actually it was last weekend, uh, probably about nine, ten days ago now, came across uh, the Weezing the Juice Juicy IPA. Uh, my first thought went back to my teenage years of watching the good old Encino Man and our uh, our buddy Pauly Shore and uh, Brendan Fraser there, and that uh, quite possibly the best cult classic out there if you're a fan of uh, Mr. Shore. I've got uh, our other half here from Beer City Hoops. Uh, our Landon, our football guy, he's in uh, he's in Tarzana, California right now. So unfortunately, couldn't get him on the phone. He's at work, as it is still about what three three thirty out there. Probably not quite ninety degrees. But Jim, all right, I'm gonna stop talking real quick, and I just want to say thanks. Welcome to the show. And can you tell me a little bit one about this Weez and the Juice IPA that we named uh, Beer of the Month here in May 2017, and give us a little uh, just a little rundown about Grand Armory. Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks for having me on and having the beer as the beer of the month. We uh, we appreciate it. Um, so, Grand Armory, we started back in 2015. Um, we started out as just a couple of home brewers. Uh, there's three of us that kind of uh, started out home brewing together, just 
in the garage, um, kind of <laughs> reached capacity on what we were legally able to do in the garage, um, and decided that it was time to either slow down production or we like to say go pro. Um, so we decided slowing down wouldn't be very much fun. So we uh, went pro. Um, the two co-founders are Ben Tabor and Ryan Andrews. I, I have Ryan here with me, actually. Hey, what's going on, guys? Is he the one that worked back? I'm sorry? Is he the one that worked at Outback? I caught a little bit of you guys talking there in the headphones as I was trying to get this going. I heard something about working at Outback. Yeah, we were wondering if you could hear us. No, we uh, <laughs> none of us have worked at Outback. We just have a uh, propensity for the Bloomin' Onion. I don't know where it came from, but we're big fans of the Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of fans of the Bloomin' Onion. But, hey, go, go on. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. They, uh, two owners actually, they, they have kept their day job, which is mind blowing to me. They, uh, each of them put in about between the, the brewery and their day job, they both put in two full time, uh, sets of hours, you know, throughout the week. I mean, it's like 80 hours plus for both of them. It's, it's unreal to see the, the drive on these guys. It, keeps, you know, everybody else on staff inspired. It's it's unreal. Um, but, yeah, so we, we started, like I said, back in 2015, and our initial brew system was delayed, actually, by a few months. So when we first started, we were on uh, basically a souped-up homebrew kit. It was half barrel. Yeah, half-barrel, 15-gallon uh, system. And we we were brewing on that for 18 hours a day, um, seven days a week, just to keep up with demand. And even then, we still had a hard time doing it. Um, we were only serving five-ounce pours at the time. Um, and I remember the day that we decided that we had enough supply to do full pints was quite quite the crowning achievement. Looking back on that now, it's pretty funny. Um, this week, we're sending out just unreal amount of beer, at least for us. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that we've come this far um, just in under two years. I mean, we've been really, really happy to see the growth. I mean, luck would be <laughs> an understatement. We We kind of caught the caught the wave at the right time. Um, it helps having good good beer, but... Um, well, yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, I've, I've had the crop... I'm an IPA guy, so I've had the crop duster. I've had the squeeze and the juice. But I see some other things on here on your website over at grandarmorybrewing.com. What was what was the first, uh, the first beer that you guys were serving over there? So the very first beer that we ever brewed, it was July 5th, 2015... I remember it vividly. <laughs> yep, right, yep. It was me and Ryan actually. I think we it was the two of us, and we uh, we did at the time it was called Red Rider, not Righteous Rider. Um, we figured out pretty quick that is one of the strongest <laughs> trademarks in the world, and we would have to change that pretty quickly. Um, so that is our Rye IPA. Um, we yeah, that was the first one that we brewed. We came into it actually. It was it's kind of funny how how fast you get schooled in this industry. We we thought for sure that was going to be our bestseller. Like we we had no no doubt that that was going to be the bestseller. And then we released everything into the market, and Crop Duster kind of took everything over. Like it, it didn't take long before Crop Duster kind of blew everything away. Um, now I'd say. Besides the winter months when our nuttier business stout, uh, peanut butter stout, um, takes hold, that that was the best seller for a while. But I think consistently the crop duster has has done better than anything for us. I say you guys aren't aren't aren't, aren't uh, joking around here. Crop dusters at seven three, uh, seven point three percent ABVs for those of you guys out there who don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And if that's the case, you need to uh, you need to study up on your beers. 
Um, now that you nutter, nutter your business stout, I haven't had that yet. It's peanut butter stout. It's at five, but you said the righteous rider, and you guys started right out with a 7.3% ABV. Uh, I'm I'm happy with that. I, I'm glad to see the, uh, the those high numbers there. I was a, a bench player in uh, in in all of my basketball career, so uh, single digits are my deal. Um, but you know, as, as close up there to 10 as we can possibly get. Uh, that that is uh, that's right up my alley. Now, we um, Louise. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say we. Uh, it's funny we see some places that have like a seven seven and a half percent beer, and they call that a double IPA. We're like, that's an everyday IPA. Yeah, and <laughs> even for us as home brewers, that's what we did. I mean, everything that we brewed is between six five and eight five, pretty consistently. Yeah, I mean so when it's just our palate, it's, it's our beers, it's how we do it. Yeah, because we figured if we were brewing it for ourselves, I mean, this is what we want to drink. So we we tried to make everything, like Ryan said, as close to 7%, 8% as we as we could because that's what we we wanted to drink. So um, did you guys find that the, the market followed you in that with with the high with the high sixes, the sevens, close to eight there that uh, everyone really really did enjoy having that that high of a percentage. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I would say one thing that we do very well is we um, we craft and we design our beers for drinkability. So when you're getting a 7.3% crop duster and you take a sip, you're not tasting the 7.3% beer. You're tasting a very medium-bodied, not overly bitter beer that just works very well. So yeah, there's a higher ABV, but we've designed it as such where the flow is so well with all of our products that um, a lot of people really don't even notice the ABVs. They just notice the quality of the beer which speaks volumes to the team here, to the brew house staff, and how they design and develop the product. Yeah, that's that's actually a comment that we get quite a bit for uh, a lot of our beers is, um, <laughs> wow, that's dangerous. Um, because yeah, that gets me in. I count in seven and a half. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's it's deceptive. Uh, we, we have a 10% double IPA, uh, our hot bomb, that... We hear that most consistently on that beer. Uh, wow, that's dangerous because it does not taste like it's 10%, and it goes down way too easy for a 10% beer. And that's something we pride ourselves on is the drinkability to a mass audience where it doesn't matter if you're really in the craft beer or you're just trying it out. It's, it just works. It works, and, and uh, the, the guys here that design it have been doing a phenomenal job with the, with the build-out. I tell you what, having uh, I'm looking at it right here on the website. That's GrandArmoryBrewing.com backslash in their beer catalog, the Hot Bomb Double IPA. You got eight different kind of hops in that thing, so that is definitely in uh, a huge in uh, a huge you know Valentine heart there in the picture right next to your beer, uh, which allows everybody to really realize just how many hops are in that beer. Ten percent ABV, hundred on the IBUs. That uh, that sounds like something we're going to be chasing here when we get out to the uh, Coast Guard Festival and the Coast Guard Festival run, whenever that is. Um, I'll we'll have to look that you. up. I didn't have the calendar ready here. And I, I'm just noticing right below that, the Irish I was a baller. Now, that uh, that's up our, our alley as well, a red ale, an Irish ale. Um, what that's what a, are your that's... two favorites? I was gonna say that that one's Ryan's baby, actually. Yeah. He uh, he is half Irish, half Scottish, so that's that's actually is that one of your old homebrew recipes? Oh, big time. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of his old homebrews. I remember doing that one in the in the garage with him. Um, it got a cooler name now than it used to have, but um, I would say my my two favorites are probably right now the Weezen. I I really like Weezen. Um. And my other favorite, I don't know, it's so hard to choose. I mean, it's like, I, I always say, it's its like choosing your favorite kid. It's not that it's hard to pick. It's just that it's always changing. Um, so well, I, Let me stop you right there. Now, I don't have any kids, so my favorite kid would be the one I would give away. Uh, you know, hang out <laughs> See, with I don't them. have kids either, so I, that's just what I hear all the time, is that it's hard to choose your favorite kid. And when I hear that, I... I was always my mom's favorite kid, so I don't think that. Well, she told you. <laughs> yeah, she she told me and my brother and sister that, so <laughs> I know it's true. Um, so yeah, I yeah right now I think Weezen is probably my favorite, and then my other favorite that we do 
Um, it's not on right now, but it'll be on probably again in the fall is our harvest ale, and that's where we use fresh hops. Like when I say fresh, I'm talking they get cut off the vine, processed uh, at like 8 in the morning, and they're in the kettle by like 11 that morning. So, um, is that the copper harvest, or is this just another yep, harvest? Yeah, that ale is the copper get? harvest. And so this year we're actually going to do two harvest ales. We're going to do a copper harvest. And that one was really cool because we actually went out to the farm as they were doing the harvest and watched them do it because the farm was right here in Grand Haven. It was Chittenden Farms in Grand Haven. As we were mashing in at that point. Yeah, we yeah we were we were actually yeah we were in the brew process um, and we knew that you know it would be a couple hours before we would need the hops. Um, so we took a break from the brew and we all went out to the farm and got to see them you know go through their process. It was one of the cooler experiences I've had here. And it was timed out really nicely because the hop farm is roughly three or four miles from our production facilities. So right as we were coming up to boil, we were able to time it to where I was walking in with the fresh hops and was yep. literally right in. They didn't sit for more, more than 45 seconds to a minute, yeah. to be completely honest with you. They went right in, and a lot of breweries just can't say that, that they had a hop farm. You know, three, three miles down the road, they harvested and went into a boil in under two hours. So it was a pretty special I'm impressed. I'm impressed with your timing. As you can tell by the uh, the intro and the start to this podcast, my timing's way off. So I'm probably not <laughs> one that would be able to to make that from right from the fields in, in back into the brewery and get that thing going. Uh, I'm an I'm an only child, so I was allowed to be late as much as possible because I could just blame it on uh, you know my non-existent uh, brother there. Um, well, I will tell you, we were all as surprised that it worked out as uh, anyone could be. I mean, we we were quite happy that everything worked out that day. We Because they were harvesting on a Saturday, we actually had to come in and do a Saturday brew, which is kind of uh, irregular for us because we try and get everything done at the beginning of the week uh, so we can clean up and handle all of our cellaring and kegging and cleaning towards the end of the week. Um, but because of, you know, the the uh, nature and style of a harvest, we had to push it to the weekend. But um, when you're dealing with fresh hops like that, you'll move hell and earth to make sure they go in as fresh as possible. Yeah, I may have been flashing some traffic with the lights, even here in the 90-degree weather, to get out of my way so I could make the uh, beginning of this podcast on the way in. So hell or high water is something I'm used to here. I see that uh, I'm I'm... I'm just scrolling around on the on the beer catalog here over at GrandArmoryBrewing.com, and you've got a what a Red House Concert Series Black IPA, a Return of the Black Ale. I'm a huge fan of both of, of uh, both of those because I just really do like a a black beer, and I do like the uh, the IPA as well. Um, is that something that uh, now the Red House Concert Series? I'm gonna I'm just assuming that's something from Grand Haven in particular. Yeah. So Jim Fisher. Um, and his wife, Marianne, they run a concert series out of the Tri-Cities Historical Museum, and they've had, it's done now, uh, the last one was last Friday with the Crane Wives, um, and they get all sorts of really good artists in. They had Lindsay Lou and the Flatbellies, um, who else, Joshua Davis, The Accidentals, um, all sorts of really good relatively local um, acts that come in, and Jim Fisher happens to be a home brewer. So he uh, approached us about doing some um, kind of collaboration, and he sent over his black IPA recipe, and we scaled it up for the seven-barrel system that we have here, and we... uh, we brewed it, and it was kind of funny. The very first time we did it, it was supposed to be a 6.5% beer, and we just did a straight scale-up, and with the um, the size of our system and everything, the efficiency that we got, it ended up being an 8% beer. So Jim was uh, pretty happy with that because obviously, you know, the higher ABV, but it it turned out to be just a great great black ipa um so we yeah it, it, 
that that's one that we're really proud of. And I, I was so happy to work with Jim. He's such a good guy. He's become a good friend of mine. Um, and he he does some great home brewing. Um, and then the Return of the Black. That is one that um, that's uh, black, um, just a black ale. And we 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 kind of have an obsession with the song Return of the Mac. So. <laughs> It's, oh, Mr. Mark Morrison, really? We're—I mean—we're on the same level here throughout this whole this whole deal. I—I I, I could put it on and sing it with you, but we might have some copyright infringement. We might have to oh, yeah. uh, just get, get to Facebook Live <laughs> later after during this Coast Guard festival. So, um, watch out for that. Tell me a little bit more about this Return of the Mac or the Return of the Black. <laughs> yeah, either way, we'll we'll call it whatever. Um, yeah, so we we're coming up with. Uh, Black, black ale recipe and that that name just seemed to fit. But um, so yeah, that is a what are the hops? I I should know what the hops are. <laughs> um, is it Centennial? Yeah, I, I think it's Centennial. Um, so yeah, it gives a little bit of fruitiness and it's not. We use a black patent malt in it instead of like a chocolate or any of the other roasted malts that give that really roasty flavor. Um, so it doesn't taste uh, overly roasty, um, which is one of the signatures of a black IPA or a black ale is that it's not supposed to taste overly roasty. You're supposed to just get the color without all that, um, you know, I keep saying roasty, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um so, yeah, you just I mean, get the, the color. Yeah, and that is toasty. So, I mean, it, you might as well keep with the roasty. Yeah, roasty, toasty. I mean, it's all the same. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where that one came from. And, uh, yeah, we've had a couple of different bars that have picked that up and kept it on for a long time. I don't know that we've... Yeah, it is a seasonal. Yeah, I was just thinking. I don't think we've done that one in a while. So yeah, it's it's out of season right now. Yep. Okay, so now we're talking with the guys over here. This is Jim and Ben. They're from Grand Armory Brewing. You can check Jim them out at Ryan. Grand Armory. Jim and Ryan. I heard Ben earlier, so I apologize. So Jim and Ryan here from Grand Armory Brewing in Grand Haven. Uh, location is Kitty Corner from the Tri Cities Historical Museum. They're uh, pretty much right downtown. They're on Franklin and Second, if the map is correct, which I believe it should be because I'm on their website at GrandArmoryBrewing.com. Uh, we're talking beers. We love beers. Uh, another thing we love around here is food. So I was going to ask you a little bit about the food menu. If you guys could, you know, just tell us a little bit about uh, what you've got. I see plates. I see sides. I see huge and awesome sandwiches. I'm a big fan of making America grape again. So do you have anything that has grapes in it? It has grapes? Grapes. They have grapes? It's a play on words. I, I just, all right. <laughs> Talk to you yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, there's sandwiches. Uh, Righteous, Righteous Barbecue is the restaurant that we have in the Armory. Um, they, it's owned by Matt Varley. He, it's a sister restaurant to Righteous Cuisine, which is on 7th Street, uh, just a little bit away from downtown. Um Next to, I always say next to the old roller rink, but the, that roller rink hasn't been there for years. That's where I spent all my nights in sixth grade. Um, I'm old. I know where it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they have just sandwiches as big as your head. But the thing I always seem to get when I'm there is their nacho plate, which comes on one of those old school lunch trays. I mean, it is. They're yeah, they're ma- it's almost stupid how big they are, That's but smoked meat. Yeah, it's you can get it with either smoked pork or smoked chicken, and it, it. I mean, I can't speak speak highly enough of the food there. I mean, it is phenomenal. His his team that he has over there is great. Travis Shucker and some of the other guys. I mean, they do such a great job. Yep. And also in the armory, we have a coffee shop as well called Aldea Coffee. And- they, they really do a great job with their product. It's all pour-over type, type coffee, really high-quality direct trade. Um, so when you walk into the armory, the Grand Armory, you'll see four local businesses. Um, you'll see Grand Armory Brewing. 
Bridges Barbecue all day at coffee. Then upstairs we have an Armory Art Center that offers uh, painting classes, things of that nature. So it's a really unique opportunity to come in and see four local businesses sharing a common space and doing it very well. Now, can you guys tell me a little bit about, I, I was going to ask you, can you tell me a little bit about that building? That Pretty much you just told me a little bit about that building, so that question's out the door. I apologize for the grape question. I saw huge sandwiches, tried to make a play on words, <laughs> make America great again. Nope. Uh, I mean, we're I, all about making America something again. <laughs> um, yeah, so the building, um, we're, I mean, Ryan and I both grew up here in Grand Haven and Spring Lake, so... I mean, both of us have been, you know, in this area since we were literally born. So um, the Armory Building has, is was built in 1906. Yeah, 1906 or 1907. So it's like 110 years old. Um, it first started out as a an armory, and that's where soldiers would report for uh, World War One. we actually have a bunch of pictures of soldiers lined up in front of the building, and it doesn't look, the building itself doesn't look that much different from now. Um, it is, we have so many cool pictures just, you know, throughout the years that we got from the historical museum. Um, so it's it's funny, Ryan always likes to say, you know, as you talk to people that are from here, um, you talk to people of different ages, and um, they all have different experiences with the building because it's been so many things throughout the years. And it's been a YMCA, it's been um, a an armory, it's been an ROTC building, it's been um, a hair salon. I mean, it has run the full gamut of basically anything that it could be. Um, so, yeah, you, you talk to these people. Uh, my, my doctor... Um, likes to tell me about his karate classes that he took there when he was a kid, when it was a YMCA. Um, and it still has the original basketball floors in it, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it, well, that, it is. That, that, that ties into Beer City Hoops. Guys, that was the whole reason I was calling, because there's a basketball. I'm, I'm obviously kidding, but that <laughs> that just that just ups us in having to get there on any uh, more expedited process here in the near future. Yeah, 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 full sure. circle. We brought it full circle. <laughs> but I tell you what, it's just a facility with a tremendous amount of history, like what Jim alluded to. It was an ROTC location. It was a YMCA. It was a salon, this, that, and the other. But it just has that character. Like, for instance, when you walk into the basement to our walk-in cooler, there's literally gun holes in the, in the walls because that's where they had their shooting ranges there. So, um they would check your shop before they sent you off the basics. So anywhere you go within the facility, there's just a, a really tremendous amount of history that's evolved into what it is today. And uh, we're very proud and fortunate to kind of bring this building back to life a little bit. Um, you know, when Jim and I were growing up, I, I personally never went into the armory before I, we're starting to look at it for a brewery. So to have this great location right downtown and to bring life to it is uh, very satisfactory. Yeah, it's it was always. Uh, I mean, we were downtown all the time, so it for me it was always that big ghost building that you looked so cool from the outside, but you never knew what it looked like inside. Um, I always thought it was such a cool building, and I always wished that somebody would do something with it. And little did I know, little eight-year-old me, it was going to be us. <laughs> it's kind of again came full circle. And speaking of coming full circle, you guys have really used that with uh, some of the, I would, I would call it some of your memorabilia or some of your uh, paraphernalia or your, your shop products. you got a 50 caliber bottle opener. you got the 30 millimeter tap handle. You've got the Grand Armory Bullet keychain bottle opener for those that want to keep that, you know, right close for when you're out at the bonfire doing whatever. You guys got a shop right there. It's shop.grandarmorybrewing.com. Telling you guys out there again, GrandArmoryBrewing.com. They're located, and I just flipped the page. So you guys are located at Second and Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, and Franklin I'll tell you a quick little tidbit yeah, about. Um, you'll see all those shells on our online shop, and there's a great story around that. They're all used shells from the United States Air Force. Um, the 30 mil in particular, we're shot out of A-10 Warthogs, and what we do is we work with a, a veteran 
out of San Diego who runs a business called Bolts the Bandages. And what they do is they take these uh, decommissioned shells, they refer them into our product, and then 15% uh, of that purchase price goes to veteran charities. So again, working within an armory and working within the scope of, of the, the opportunity to inherit such a nice building, we thought that was a really nice, uh, a really nice deal for us. And that is the way to do it, uh, you know, just to, to look out for these, these guys that have been looking out for us. We, You know, uh, I sit around here, you know, I BS with everybody. We talk about beer. We talk about sports and Grand Rapids and, and just the West Michigan area. And, you know, sometimes you really just got to sit back and think about those people that uh, whether they gave some or they gave all, uh, that, that, you know, really, you know, took it to heart. Uh, to serve for for what we do, you know, just to have fun for you guys to to you know work this, you know, go and again live your dream to to brew beer and to you know serve the public and for us over here to just you know kind of talk about things on the radio and, and go out there all, all the time and find these beers and whatnot and uh, I just I I want to commend you guys for for you know giving back and, and looking that way. Uh, just to let you guys out there that are listening know they've got some fitted hats, they've got stickers, they've got t-shirts, uh, they've got, you know, the mesh hat, the sunglasses. I would I would tell everybody, hey, uh, go over to GrandArmoryBrewing.com, hit the shop button. They've got gift cards on the online store as well. Um, you know, send your folks back to Grand Haven. If you know somebody that's going out to the Coast Guard Festival, if you know someone that's just heading uh, out to Lake Michigan to you know, uh, have a Prano pup or one of those Butch's burritos, uh, you know, save some room, head on over to the, to the barbecue at Grand Armory Brewing. Um, and, and maybe even go on a weekend. I see you guys have live music here in time in, uh, over the next couple weeks as well. Delilah DeWild, who's a, a, a big name around, uh, this studio and this household is we'll chase her around, whether it be Wheatland or up to Ludington Cadillac or just here in town. Uh, you know, you know that that's definitely a draw, and we love seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have. Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no. We, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nice. That's one of the things that we like to pride ourselves on. We actually have live music three nights a week, um, which is awesome. We have Andy Frisinger and Chris Weiser uh, every Thursday night. They've kind of become our our house band, um, and they are. One, hilarious, but two, really, really talented. Um, and then Friday and Saturday is a rotating cast of, again, just awesome, awesome music. Yeah, and we really take pride in um, giving local musicians a, a place to play. So we really we, we look for, for great local music. Um, so we really um, concentrate on the West Michigan area as far as musicians. Then on Wednesday night, we have um, a, a guy who does a vinyl night here. So... You'll see a lot of vinyl collectors come in on Wednesday, and uh, it, they'll collaborate on, on their collections, and um, they'll throw them on our, uh, our our house PA system, and it's just a really great opportunity and uh, um, spot to be where you see all these local vinyl collectors discussing music, having a couple of pints, playing, you know, dusting off old records they haven't played in 30 years and throwing it on our PA system. So yeah, that's also a super collaborative event that we do. His name's Donovan Van Zee that does our... Those are vinyl night. We have to put his name in there, otherwise he's going to get butter. Yeah. Well, I, I want to I want to tell you guys that that's awesome that you you got to give Donovan that shout out right there. I'm not sure I want to bring my vinyl. My vinyl uh, kind of runs the, the realms of some Ann Murray, Barry Manilow, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I, good enough to have Prince's. You came but, and you gave without taking. Sorry, I had to get my Barry Manilow in there. That's just uh, one Barry Manilow per day. We cap them at one. Yeah, I get cut off after that. So thank you for giving me that opening. Oh, that, I'm glad you took it. I am. I am so glad you took it. And maybe I do end up out there with uh, on the vinyl night with a little Barry uh, in my hand underneath the arm, just ready to to pull that out of the sleeve and and surprise Treated the folks Barry out Manilow's. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Well, hey. Uh, I've had you guys on for a while. Let me get one last thing. Okay, Wheeze and the Juice. Tell me a little bit about the background. I see all the cool names on the beers. This is a beer yeah, that, we're doing uh, that. I found. Yeah, I, I mean, I found this out in the last 10 days. I looked over. I saw it. I thought, man, I, I'm going to pass on that. 
And then I thought, no, my, my wife would kill me if I passed on the Weez and the Juice IPA, knowing uh, our background of cult classics and the comedy classics um, and, and just, you know, kind of being overall, you know, uh, stoners and that. Um, no, we don't. I mean, we're not stoners, but we just like stoners. You know, we like to hang I out with say. stoners. Um, yeah, good thing. <laughs> uh, I've heard about that stuff. Um so tell me a little bit just about the IPA. Tell me a bit about where the name came from, how you guys, uh, you know, found this thing right there. So um, the the beer, I'll tell you about the beer first. Um, so that is, like you said, it's a juicy IPA. Um, the, the New England craze is huge right now. Um, so we... Oh, I'm a huge crowd, too, so keep going. Uh, yeah, so... That one, we decided to take uh, two of the juicier hops that we had, um, Citra and Mosaic. So Citra has more of a um, grapefruit taste, um, and Mosaic is more pineapple-y. So those two together, I mean, it gives so much of that, you know, juicy character. Um, and what, what you do with these is you don't use a lot for um, – you don't – use a lot for bittering like it doesn't um most of the juicy ipas aren't terribly bitter so what you do is you throw a lot at the end of boil which helps to bring out that juiciness um the flavor the aroma all that and then you bombard it with the hops in dry hop um and that also helps with the cloudiness and the haze um so that's kind of where that came from uh that that beer, that's kind of been a very long and tedious process to get that beer dialed in. I think we have gone through no less than 10 different versions of it um, just to get it dialed in to where we like it. Uh, we finally have it to where we're all satisfied. Um, that That's one thing that we're really big on is making sure that um, it it it's up to our standard before it goes out. Um, so we, we really, really like that beer. Um, it, it has so much of that hop profile without having the bitterness, which I think is really important, um, for that kind of beer. And so the, the wheeze and the juice one, I mean, we're all, I don't know who isn't, um, Polly Shore fans. Um, buddy. I, yeah, buddy. I don't want to meet anyone that isn't a Pauly Shore fan, to be honest. Um, so, but we, we have a, it's kind of funny. We, that's a term that we have around here for like drinking off the tank or, um, cause they all have sample valves on the tank. So we used to say that, you know, if somebody's drinking off the tank, they're wheezing the juice. Um, or if they're, you know, um, taking cans out of the cooler, you know, because we have short fills when we're uh, canning. So it's just, it's just a term that we would use around here for s not sneaking beer, but taking beer that, um, you know, drinking around here. That's what we would call it is wheezing the juice. Hours. Yeah, after hours, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. After hours. Yeah, yeah. After, hours after, yeah, after hours, After hours, after shift. Yep, shift pint. You know, that's what we call it. Um, I, we're, yeah, we're really happy. Well, I'm really happy with it. I, uh, you know, it was one of those things that you, you get a couple of, you say, ah, we'll try this out and see how it is. You get six deep and you're looking at your partner and you're going, Hey, uh, who's going to the store? Uh, can you <laughs> over there just go to the store and get some more of this? And I know I took the last six pack off that shelf, so I don't know where you're going to find it, but, uh, go find it for me. Uh, speaking, that was the first day last week. So, um, being able to uh, to see this in some in some different places here in, in Beer City, uh, I found a couple places. I know Bourbon Street. Uh, I found actually the first one uh, was in Wyoming. I, man, I'm gonna blank on where I was over there, but uh, that was the six pack, and it was one of those that uh, I looked at. I thought, now nah, I'm gonna go get some some steaks, and before I could even get in that steak line, I had to turn around, go and grab that six pack, and make sure that we tried that out, and yeah. we couldn't be happier. That's yeah, an that's, American move. that's a hell of a move. Six yeah. pack and a steak. That's an all American right there. Yeah. Hey, we're it's like Hulk Hogan, you're a real American. 
uh, I will rip this shirt off if I have to, and uh, maybe that's the reason that uh, we do podcasts over the phone interview because I don't need a ride home. I need to already be at home uh, to to tear this shirt off. Um, there's a long story behind that, but I don't think we have time to tell everybody. And I, I you know, um, maybe maybe we should keep that 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 legend secret right there. Um, all right, so. And Coast Guard will talk all about it. Yeah, the legend of Hulkamania. Greg, Gregamania. Gregamania is coming to Coast Guard. <laughs> Brother. It's on the calendar. Brother. Yeah, sir. I, there is nothing that makes me happier than someone calling me brother. Um, or, <laughs> or telling me I'm a great American. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm a huge fan of you guys. I want to make America grape again. Uh, and, or maybe just. Uh, be part of, of this Grand Haven experience. So, as we were saying, Coast Guard Festival, I will be out there. I'll be running in the uh, Coast Guard Festival 10K, which takes place on July 29th. If uh, if there, yep, hold on. Yes, July 29th. Uh, all those runs start at 6.30 in the morning. What time do you guys open on Saturdays? Saturdays we are open at noon. And the coffee shops are uh, open at 7. You can come out and have well, a, a cup of and then uh, once the time to transition, um, you're already in the building and have your seat. That is perfect. I have an aunt out there who will have to put up with me for a couple hours as I wait until those doors open. Uh, we can have a little Coast Guard run of our own, whether it be on the uh, on the Wii's, whether it be on that Irish show as a baller, or uh, Return of the Black, because, uh, you know, we got to Mac out on all those beers at then. Guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. I want to let you go, get back to what you guys are doing there on a Tuesday night uh, out in the Coast Guard City. We're brewing um, crop duster, I'm, actually. Oh, they're brewing crop duster. Well, I'm drinking weeds, so I think we're, uh, you know, we're we're a trio that can tank. Yeah, yeah. Let me get those words out. We are a trio that can get along here on a Tuesday night. These are the guys. It's Jim, it's Ryan, they're from Grand Armory Brewing, they're at 17 South 2nd Street in Grand Haven. If you've got to look it up, just hit the 49417 Best Beer on the Google machine, give them a call at uh, 616-414-7822 or head over to grandarmorybrewing.com. Any last words, guys? No, thank you very much for having us on. We... uh... Had more fun than we probably should have. I do actually have one last question for you. Shoot. Will you be watching the NBA draft lottery tonight? Um, yeah, because I want to see if the Celtics end up with the number one pick um, to bolster that already. Well, I think they've overachieved so far in the well, playoffs. So, and they have an Isaiah Thomas. They so, do have an I'm Isaiah over- Thomas, so I'm all in on the Celtics right now. On that Isaiah Thomas. I'm over here about to go put my Paul Pierce jersey back on because that, that man, okay, we are three peas in a pod. We will drink some <laughs> beer together. We will talk Celtics, Pistons, and everything like that. Uh, this has been the best Marcus Smart interview that I've ever done. Uh, go Childs. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much, and uh, go Celtics. So uh, we're going to take a break here at the podcast. I'll be back in a minute because I have to go fill this glass, but I can't do it in the studio because the refrigerator is over there. Once again, this is Jim and Ryan from Grand Armory Brewing. They're at grandarmorybrewing.com. We'll get their uh, their info up on the website unless you just want to go to the May 2017 Beer of the Month. It's Weezing the Juice IPA. And uh, we'll say goodbye to these guys, but we'll see you soon. We will be there. Yeah, thank, thanks Cheers. again. Really appreciate it. Cheers. All right. We will uh, see you on the other side of this horrible commercial I wrote. Grandma says the twins are coming, too, and they're bringing all the kids. Running out of room for the holidays? Yeah, how'd you get? I used to have the same problem with my family coming to town. Now I just send them over to the Hampton Inn at 755 54th Street in Wyoming. They've got continental breakfast, indoor pool, and fully remodeled rooms, something my house does not have. Hey, give them a call, 616-261-5500. Oh, hey, that's me. Good luck with the twins and the kids.
under the weather or under the sea. Ladies and gentlemen, the Great White Fish and Chicken is a proud sponsor of the Grand Rapids Danger. With two locations to better serve you, visit them at 4201 Kalamazoo Avenue or 2401 Eastern Avenue. Simply better fish and chicken. Fresh fish and chicken for you at the Great White Fish and Chicken. Two locations are on Eastern and Kalamazoo, both south of 28th Street in the Grand Rapids and Kentwood area. Hey, we're back, and we want to say thank you both to Jim and Ryan from the Grand Armory Brewing and GrandArmoryBrewing.com for joining us here on the show and talking about our May, May 2017 Beer of the Month, a little Weezen Juice IPA. That is uh, some good, juicy IPA made with those mosaic and centennial hops, a little New England type of brew. Those guys were on board with the NBA draft lottery to see what the Celtics were doing tonight. You guys know I'm a huge child when it comes to basketball, and we will be doing the same thing at 8.30. So one hour and 20 minutes from now, go ahead and tune in to ESPN to see if the Celtics can make it uh, two wins in two nights after last night's big Game 7 Eastern Conference semifinal victory over the Wizards. Our boy, big clumsy, Kelly Olynyk, big dirty, whatever you want to call him, whatever Draymond wants to call him, whatever you guys want to call him, Mr. Gonzaga meat, I don't know, whatever. Seven foot tall, about 260, 280, hitting those threes, getting to the basket. Uh, you know, Tim Duncan used to be Mr. Fun, big Fundamental. Uh, I would like to call him Big Clumsy because that's just the way it looks to me. Or Big Clumsy Seattle. Or big clumsy grunge, or big grunge clums, whatever you guys want to call Kelly Olynyk. 26 points last night in the Celtics' victory, 113-101 over the Wizards, sending the Wizards and the city of Washington D.C. into what we would call a downward spiral. Uh, not having such a huge year as they thought they would, whether it be the Wizards, those choking dogs, the Washington Capitals, and the hockey. I don't know what the Nationals are doing. I keep hearing they're going to end up in the uh, World Series there in the baseball game, but uh, baseball doesn't matter until the playoffs start. Just something to pass the time in the background, like watching the lawn grow. Uh, and as for that football team there in Washington, could you please trade our boy Kirk Cousins to somebody whose mascot's name I can say out loud? So the draft lottery starts in uh, one hour and eight minutes. Probably right now, those guys over at Ernst & Young or whoever the accounting firm is that is handling that this year are in the lottery booth right now taking out all those lottery ball and uh, ping pong ball combinations to find out which teams takes the 1, 2, 3, 4 through 15. It's 4 through 3. Well, the rest, 4 through the rest of them will be uh, ranked up in worst order, uh, worst record order at number 4. Uh, and then sub, uh, subsequently or sequencing back towards uh, the team that was almost in the playoffs. What I'd like to see them do is flip that around. Um, I know that's never going to happen because the NBA is trying to make a little bit of parity like the NFL, but I would like to know your thoughts on the NBA draft lottery and what happens tonight. If you want to make a mock draft, I would like to make a mock of the draft, too. I think the Pistons are going to miss their pick. They're going to have to pick like the uh, Minnesota Vikings did uh, back in the NFL draft a while ago. I mean, I'm just making a mock of it. Come on, that's that's what everybody wants, right? Uh, so Celtics win last night. That's good. If the Celtics win tonight, they get the number one pick. That'd be great. Uh, what are we rooting for? We are rooting for a Celtics top two pick. We are rooting for a Lakers uh, to fall out of the top three, have to give their uh, pick this year in 2017 and their pick in 2019 uh, away to the Philadelphia 76ers, and that would just make me happy. Not that I dislike the Lakers or I dislike Magic Johnson, but boy, wouldn't that be a great story to talk about for the next couple of years. Another great story to talk about recently is Golden State's dirty players. Draymond Green calling Kelly Olynyk dirty is kind of funny. I don't know what they guys, what those guys do on their, their personal time. I know what they do on the basketball court. But for a guy who punches and, uh, well, I don't want to say punches, but kicks dude in the nuts all the time, I don't know anybody that flails around like Draymond Green unless it's a fish out of water. And I ain't never seen a fish kick a dude in the junk. 
for that fish to be out, you know, on the earth, breathing the breathing the earth air instead of that water air, and talking about how other players out here uh, above water are dirty, just doesn't make any sense. But we've seen Lonzo Ball's dad, LeVar Ball, talk craziness over the last six months, and it just makes Draymond Green seem like a regular guy. Now, there may be a little background in here as though I can't stand the Sparties because, boy, what do Sparties do? They're exuberant when they win, and they're crybitches when they lose. Have you seen them on the highway? Have you been cut off lately? Double-check that plate and see if you see that big Spartan S on a license plate, on a bumper sticker, just anywhere up in that car. Maybe those are the guys that have all that shit hanging from their mirror as they drive down the road, which is... An illegal thing to do if you ask those cops. It's not really a pull, uh, you know, one of those offenses that they'll pull you over for. But boy, if you're an asshole and you got some shit hanging from your mirror, those guys are going to doubly write you up for it. That's just the way I feel. Hey, this has been the three-point turn. I didn't really get the three uh, individual points except GrandArmoryBrewing.com. We're going to see those guys during the Coast Guard Festival. Hopefully we'll see those guys before the Coast Guard Festival. But the YMCA Coast Guard Festival run takes place on Saturday, July 29th. Races start at 6.30 and, well, races start about 7 o'clock in the morning. Registration is open now. Uh, Check out their website, Coast Guard Run 2017 on the Google machine. Hit that. Join me up in the 10K. We'll run through the hills. We'll run across the beach, and then we'll run across the finish line and over to Grand Armory Brewing. That is Saturday, July 29th. You can sign up right now. Race. Cost at the moment is $30 for the 5K and the 10K. That is a great price. Proceeds go to a great cause, and you get to hang out in Grand Haven in the morning. And with us uh, here from the Three Point Turn and those guys, Ryan and Jim at Grand Armory and Brewing. I'm not going to tell you you're going to get to hang out with Ben because I'm not quite sure who Ben was, but I thought I heard that earlier. We may be able to even be able to get you guys one of those Outback Bloomin' Onions if you're the first person that joins up with the Beer City Hoops slash three-point turn team in the YMCA Coast Guard Festival run. If you sign up for it, let me know what your uh, your race ID number is and the first person to do that to send it to info at beercityhoops.com. We're going to go ahead and buy you one of those Outback Bloomin' Onions. I said it here. It means it's true. Draymond Green kicks people in the dick. We're, uh, we're going to get out of here. I will send you guys off with this. Love our guy, Trom Diggs. Love our guys out in Grand Haven. Love our Celtics. I am one. Hope you are one, too. Celtics all in green. None of us in blue.